Morning, Baron. Morning, Skipper. Oh, no, I've managed to pour a hot cup of coffee all over my head. How ridiculous. And the product everywhere. Oh, I have to call another press conference now, Baron. Yeah, and another one. Well, hello and welcome to another Ashes Clinic. The doors are open again for all your Ashes-related problems, worries, talking points, and there seem to be plenty of those as we head into the Perth Test. Third test, of course. England 2-0 down in the series. Can, can Joe Root's men get themselves back into this series. Joining me, as always, via satellite link up again, everybody. I'm really sorry. We were going to meet at a service station, but sadly, sadly, Johnny Barron snowed in on the estate. Uh, can't can't, can't actually get the roller out, out, out the drive. So uh, Johnny Barron joins us once again via satellite link up. JB, good morning to you, sir. How are you? Uh, and uh, how's the weather with you as well? Uh, good morning, Churchy. Yes, very well, very well. Uh, well, well it's, it's bright, uh, a little frosty out there. I'm currently at the Old Thorns Country Club in Hampshire. I did manage to get that far. And, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, all good, there are a few more in the bar. Christmas must be just round the corner. Very exciting. And, and, and of course, enormously excited to be talking to you about all the big topics of the day. Yeah, just to reiterate, you telling me you were snowed in... You, yes. You've managed to get to the country club, though. Oh, I can always get to the country club. Oh, yeah, well, never, never a problem. Never a problem. Yes. Hit the A3, turn left, uh, and, and then here we are. So, yeah, we got that far. But cross-country to Reading Services might have been a stretch. And I be believe the boys have got a day off school as well today. Yes, less, less said about the lack of commercial gritting outside the school premises the better um amazing how they can how can they can pull that two days in a row um dear oh dear anyway now let's have a chat baron and i'm gonna have to bring it up straight away because it's all anyone's been talking about since we last spoke uh mr duckett and we sort of alluded to it there at the start and the pouring of a drink uh thoughts baron um, it's it's difficult to know where to start with this, really. I mean, you know, on the face of it, just a few, you know, tour japes, etc. But one of one of the one of the problems that England are having on this tour is it just seems to be one sort of story that grabs the, the media's attention after another, and this this being a, a classic. And what what I can't quite understand is why a guy that averages fifteen fifteen point two six in Test cricket thinks it's a good idea. To, uh, to pour a drink over the, the leading wicket-taker in England's history. It sounds rather bizarre. Um, but, uh, but there you go. I mean, the other thing I would say to Church is I come from, a sort of, like, like you, a very institutionalised um, background. And I can't imagine, imagine if I was in the lower fourth at school pouring a drink, <laughs> pouring a drink over the head of, head of sixth form. I think if that had happened, I think the following day you may well have found me at the bottom of, um, of the river outside uh, Framlingham Castle. But there we go. Doing doing lengths of the moat. <laughs> I don't think so. Early morning lengths of the moat. Baron, 
barren lengths of the moat for you. Yeah, well, look, my, my take on it is this. We all do silly things, Baron. We all do yeah. silly things. Like, you know, everybody listening to this has all done something. I once, but I'll admit, I once walked with no clothes on uh, along a seafront in a, a beautiful part of rural Suffolk with just a traffic cone on my head, thinking it was a good idea, and bumped straight into the local vicar. Now, you know, we all do silly things. The only thing I, I would say about that was, obviously I wasn't on an England tour at the time, um, and there hadn't been all the, the stuff going on beforehand. And I, I think everything, George DeBell's article summed it up absolutely perfectly. If you haven't read George's article, it, it's, it, it's well worth a read. And Alistair Cook as well, saying today you know the world for England has changed now in the last couple of months the world for England has changed and and and, and what let's be honest is it's you know dear Ben Duckett it's not he's not done anything terrible has he but it comes off the back of everything else and I think you know the, the only bit I don't really get from a management point of view is suspending the lad but keeping him on tour because I don't see what good that does him in the you know as, as I heard the great Mark Butcher say last night is like you know he'll, he'll be mixing the drinks now hoping he doesn't pour them over anybody it, I, I just the players I think have got to be absolutely watertight now um, and and then my only other thing with all of this is it's, it's hard enough to win a tour in Australia anyway without without giving uh, the Australian press, players, etc., any any more ammunition, really. Yeah, I, I, the first thing I would say is I, I, do, I feel sympathy for Ben Duckett. I think he was a little bit like Spartacus on this, hasn't he? He's taken, he's taken the, the punishment for, for what was a collective activity. As this scenario sort of reminds me of, of my first year at senior school. We had something introduced called flexi-prep, which meant that of an, of an evening we we could we have a choice of doing prep or going to play football or various other activities, uh, and it was all about empowerment for the pupils. And the re results were we had the most shocking exam results in the history of the school, and it reminds me a little like the England team at the moment, mm -hmm. where they're getting a li nice long leash, but unfortunately they're leading that leash as far as you could possibly have it, and that's why we've got these these issues cropping up it's one thing empowering a player but a player has to take some responsibility and i you know there's nothing wrong with letting your hair down on tour having a bit of fun but the problem is when you've got issue after issue that compounds it i think going into the same bar whether the um the other altercation not not an altercation that's so unfair but the, the other incident shall we say with with Bearstone happens and, and then for something else to come out more mm. disciplinary action i mean it's a circus at the very best isn't it i think billy smart be happy with this one well i i like the thought of flexi prep what what a great <laughs> what a great move that was that's like that's like optional nets at school isn't it uh, or, or optional nets at at um at, at your club no one is going to be turning up for optional nets oh i've just lost you baron again hang on oh we've lost baron we're having a few ah he's back ah you're back sorry apologies there technicals technical came on the uh, 86 West Indies tour. Didn't David Gower um, offer optional nets? I'm not sure there's a huge take-up from memory. You sound like you're in the West Indies now, Baron. Now where, now where, now where have you gone? 
Uh, we've lost him again. I do apologise about this, everybody. We may have to switch Baron to, to analog here because uh, he's he's trying to find somewhere to to go. Uh, just just where we try and get Johnny Baron back. Um, we the, our phone in topic, which is slightly ironic with everything that's going on. Oh, Baron's back again. Better. <laughs> I'm back. All right, right. That's much better. Don't don't move, Baron. I think that's the key thing. Yes? Oh, no. It's a disaster. Anyway, let me try and get Baron back. Sorry, everybody. We're having big technicals here. Baron, are you there? Yes. All right. Now, don't move. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay, not. It's, um, it's the weakest Wi-Fi signal known to man here. And, um, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, you should have stayed on the estate. Now, now... Now, you were just sounding like you were in the West Indies. Uh, so our phone-in topic for this week, Johnny Barron, our phone-in topic this yeah. week was, who would you like to pour a drink over and why? So we had some excellent answers. Thank you, everybody. We obviously couldn't do a phone-in. I can't even get yeah. Barron on the end of the phone, so there's no way of doing a proper phone-in. But uh, Daniel Norcross in Australia having a marvellous time from the sounds of things and sounding sounding lovely on Test Match Special is Norcross, as is the whole of TMS, of course. Right, so he says, Burt Reynolds, to establish whether he remains as deadpan off-camera as he does on it. But it would have to be full fat milk that he pours on Burt Reynolds. Thoughts there, Johnny Barron? Nice. Great. Good, good choice, good great, choice. Great thoughts from you as always. Dave from the boat saying champagne over blowers for a brilliant career. I know you'll like that one. Wow, I think I think um, I'm not sure Henry be be particularly impressed by the level of spillage of fine champagne, but uh, but but hey ho. All right. Uh, Sonia says no one's even considered Norcross, but he would have another bright shirt to replace the one that got wet. Small Mammal said himself, so that for some reason Small Mammal wants to put a bit like yourself at the beginning of this. Uh, Annie Cricket says, over at Lara Madrista when her hair looks phenomenal. A bit like you, Baron. Uh, Dave Townsend, uh, he said he'd be disappointed if he doesn't get a mention. Well, you have from me, but from no one else, Townsend. Nobody mentioned you once, I'm afraid, so that didn't work. Uh, my Surrey said iced water over the England selectors. Wake up and do the right thing. Wake up and do the right yes. thing. Get Rory Burns in the side. Well, I think I think the England selectors could possibly do with a bit of ice water. Actually, the administrators maybe for leading for leading the uh, the game down a, a fairly narrow path. No, you did that last week, didn't you? Have you had yes. Have you had your meeting with Giles Clark yet? Oh my God, I'd love to meet him face to face and just go through the various monstrosities that uh, that he engineered during his tenure. We could start with Stamford because that went really well. I did. I, I enjoyed it. Um, now, Burkholt Tower staff say Mrs Peabody after she's been at his lordship sherry again surely not um Jim wouldn't want to waste good stuff on anyone and then Mike Mike Yates did an entire stream of consciousness that I just couldn't really get my head around but it was it was very very good indeed and then I've got to admit Baron this week 
if it was me, I would be pouring something on you due to your complete lack of getting us on iTunes. How's that going? Well, I, in fact, yes, it's not going that well. I, I, I've actually emailed um, cloud, uh, what's it called, SoundCloud support twice, <laughs> um, explaining explaining the issue and, and, and awaiting a response. But um, you know, what it's like at Christmas; you don't get much done. So I'm, 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 on, I'm on the case, Church. I'm on the case. Hopefully, by the time this airs, we might we might have a, a working feed. Super. Well, that'd be good. That's the one job you had in all of this, wasn't it? The one job, Baron. One job you had. Well, that's our phone-in for this week. Next week's phone-in topic. Would it help my relationship if I batted right-handed? So get those into us, and then we can answer those next week. Now, good. We, we, we've got the drinks out the way, Baron. That's all done. Uh, let's should we, should we have a little look at Perth just just quickly? Uh, and I'm by Perth, I mean famous people who've come from Perth. I've I've done a bit of research here. Um, uh, did you know George Branson, uh, politician, uh, sadly no longer with us, Australian politician. He was 81, but on his profile on the website I looked at, they had a picture of uh, Richard Branson, uh, which is always nice to see. He's still with us. Very much so. Um, Amanda Patel, who was the uh, press secretary to William Hague and now writes a column in the Daily Mail. I don't know if you read that, Baron. Very good. <laughs> I don't know whether that's about the column or just the fact you <laughs> thought you'd say very good. I, I, I don't think I read the column. No, no, I'm certainly not going to confess to that on this programme. Okay. And Alan Cuthbertson, who played Major Baker in one of my all-time favourite films, Baron, The Guns of Navarone. Have you seen that? Good film. Yeah. Good film. Cracking film. Yes. So th- those are... Th- epic. epic. I would use the word epic as well. So those are three famous people uh, from Perth. Um, uh, the weather forecast. Now, the weather. The weather in Perth. Today, I believe 29 degrees, Baron, in Perth. Well, Ned Hall, he of radio fame out there in Australia, very good idea from Ned. He said that we should have turned up the central heating to that temperature so we felt like we were in Perth. I think I, I actually quite like that idea from Ned Hall. It, it is a nice touch. I'm not, yeah, recreating those 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 conditions. Never easy in this climate at this time of year. Yeah, what's going on there, Baron? It sounds like the first Christmas lunch has turned up. Well, do you know what? It's still quite. It's still quite quiet. Normally, there's all sorts of team building exercise and all sorts going on in this place, and uh, and a number of sort of um, local office groups sort of on the lash. But there's none of that today. Very quiet. Very quiet. You watch yourself, Baron. I don't want you getting led astray live on this program. Thank well, you very much. Every, I, I was, I, we had the kids. The kids were off school yesterday, and I have to say, I was led slightly astray over the light lunch yesterday. But there we go. But uh, all good today. I bet the boys. I bet the boys really enjoyed that. Now, uh, I've got a news story from Perth for everybody as well, Baron. You might like this. Uh, the weather has in fact caused chaos in Perth. Um, A couple of days ago, the hot conditions, coupled with the ideal fishing conditions, saw people flocking to the ocean. People arriving as early as 3.30 in the morning. Now, I didn't know this. Apparently in Perth, this is now the perfect time for crayfish fishing. And do you know what? 
it caused yeah. chaos on the boat ramp in Perth. Uh, well, funny enough, actually, I am actually an expert in, in crayfish mm. fishing, and uh, the indigenous crayfish over here. Uh, Midsummer is quite a good time to get them. You'd be amazed at how many you can catch in the, a lot of local rivers round up uh, these parts in the Surrey Hampshire borders near Tilford. Put a few traps down. Uh, very, very good eating. <laughs> Hang on, wait. When you say traps, what, what, yeah. what do you mean traps to catch? I thought you'd use a rod or something, wouldn't you? No, no well, not with a crayfish. No, it's like, like basically like a lobster pot, large lobster pot, uh, baited up with, uh, what are they like? Oh, kind of rotting fish, bacon, that kind of thing. Mm. And they flock in. Um, Notty, who's been featured on this pet podcast before, <laughs> has, has pulled a number out. Of the, right, hang the on. So just to explain to people that Notty is the groundsman at Tilford, yes? Yes, indeed. Yes, but not only that, but uh, an expert cray fisherman. Okay, uh, yeah, he's he pull, pulling them out by the, the hundreds of thousands, it seemed, last summer. And uh, was hawking them around most of the hostilities of an evening. Yeah, did extremely well. Well done, Notty. So when you say you're an expert, have you ever actually done the crayfish fishing yourself? Yes, I have tried to be a crayfish farmer um, about <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> but but they, did you find, did, when, you, when you say a crayfish farmer, did you find, Baron, they didn't grow in the fields that you'd brought? Was that your problem? It was a, a bit of an un, unmitigated disaster. We thought by um, bringing in a few uh, still indigenous crayfish uh, into an area that we, we were cultivating, shall we say, that they would sort of uh, multiply and we'd be flogging them to restaurants and Michelin stars. What actually ends up happening is that the bigger crayfish eat all the other ones. You end up with one very, very large crayfish. Um, and that was that. So, um, yeah, not, 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 no great success there. And what what happened to your one crayfish? The one, I think he's still knocking about, to be honest. Um, but, uh, yes, this was in the previous life. And... Uh, my father will be looking down from above, laughing his socks off while I recite this story. Well, if, if you're ever in the Hampshire Surrey borders <laughs> and you're uh, having a nice quiet walk along the river and a massive crayfish comes out and accosts you, <laughs> yes. you know where it's come from and yeah. who to blame. Yeah. 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 Now, the, 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 the other Perth in Scotland, Baron, just to say for, for the test match, it will be minus two, uh, but sunny for all five days. So that's excellent, isn't it? Lovely. Well, of course, Perth, of course, originates. So, I mean, loads of Scottish settlers, I think, wasn't it? That was the uh, huge expat Scottish community in, in, in Perth from the origins of Perth. But, um, yeah, a little warmer over in Australia, so to say. Yeah. And well, other thing, have you seen that statue of Maradona that's been unveiled in India? Uh, not yet. Yeah, no. have a look. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Is it, are you sure it's not supposed to be Sachin Tendulkar? No, I don't. Well, actually, brilliant. Very good from you. Because that was my... Everybody, please go and have a look. Because I tell you what, Maradona in that is an absolute dead ringer for Sachin. He really is. The hair and everything is, is an absolute... Now, now the big, the big news this week, Baron, is we've had our first letter. Oh, yes. Yes, we have. Yeah, so it was, a, it was addressed to the Ashes Clinic service station M25M4. I've got it here with me now. I'm going to open it. I, I haven't looked, Baron. I thought I'd wait for you. Somehow, somehow this got to us. And um, let me take it out the, the envelope. Two seconds, everybody. You can, of course, write to us, but you have to send it 
to a service station and hope that we we get that so uh, and here is the letter I, I, i'll start it baron and then in sort of that that great way of radio you might hear somebody else's voice dear ashes clinic i wish to remain anonymous but i'm writing to you because i have a problem and i think you can help I'm very worried because in recent weeks I have found receipts from various service stations along the M25 and M4 in my husband's trouser pockets. I'm sure he's meeting someone there who likes hot chocolate and salmon sandwiches according to the receipts. Whenever he gets back from his so-called motorway trips, he always has a big smile on his face and says everything will be alright in Australia. I found a text message on his phone from someone called Lordship. I am now concerned this could be the same person he spends the whole summer in a room with, talking about cricket and making each other, but nobody else, laugh. I confronted my husband about his behaviour and he said he was just frustrated because he knows England are a good team but are not putting it together for five days. He also keeps telling me folks should be batting at seven. He also keeps talking in his sleep muttering about staying in and not drawing attention to yourselves which added to my suspicions. I am hoping you might be able to help me because someone mentioned you talk a good game. In hope, yours, Anonymous. Oh, well, that's a, a little bit, a little bit awkward, isn't it? Um, uh, Church, anything to anything to add to that? No. <laughs> probably, probably best we move on then. Oh, so uh, let's 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 get to Perth, Baron. Let's get to Perth. Uh, cricket wise cricket wise that's why they're there that's why they're there that's why they're there and this is exciting because all all the talking can stop again so, so I mean, I thought they were just in Perth to, to provide more more fodder for the tabloids. No, you know, look, look, look. This is this, you've just summed up the whole problem here, Baron. That England have got to go and play for five days, win this Test match, and and that will stop stop all that rubbish. So 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 let's let's look at the cricket, Baron. That's what we've got you on the show for. Let's look at the cricket. Has any of those Christmas parties kicked off yet? Uh, no, it's a bit quiet. Bit quiet so. Is anybody actually? Is it, is it a golf course area where you are at the moment? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking out on the um, on the driving range actually. Oh. Not, not not many people out there. Temporary greens, I'd have thought. Temporary greens. <laughs> yeah, winter, rules. winter rules at the moment. So so Perth, Baron Perth. So in case anyone had missed it, England have lost the first two tests. Can they get back into this at the Wacker Baron? Well. Of course they can. Um, history would suggest they won't. But I think England have to approach this as, as a one-off game. They need to get something out of it, whether it's a draw, which would be a minor miracle. A win would be, well, I mean, it'd be almost like the second coming of Christ, wouldn't it? It would be absolutely incredible. But it, it, it's, not beyond, it's not beyond It's not beyond the realms of, poss of possibility, is it? I mean, it's a two-horse race. Against two really poor sides, just one with a really very serviceable attack and a vague idea what they're doing. But there's no reason why England can't get in this. But they, it's, it's a mindset. I think one of the problems is that 
they've lost 2-0. You get the feeling they will already believe they're going to lose 5-0. And, and they need to buck this Australian winning trend and do it quickly by playing some strong cricket uh, across a five-day period. Well, shall I just get... You mentioned Perth there. Uh, England have won there in 1978. Uh, but... <laughs> That was during that was during the Packer era, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean you would have got a game for Australia in those days, Churchy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was that I, bad. I, I, I'm pretty sure Bradman almost came out of retirement that year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my memory, so, so everyone's got memories of grounds, haven't they? My my memory of Perth is '86. Do you remember and, and Broad Hundred, Gower Hundred, Jack Richards Hundred as well yeah. in that Perth Test, and, and and England drew, which actually was is pretty good compared to the other results. Is pretty good. Oh no, absolutely. Do you know one of my recent memories of Perth actually, and somebody who could probably do a good Alex Tudor. I think he made his Test debut there, didn't he? Oh yeah, and bold like lightning, and bold like absolute lightning, and. That's kind of, you know, England needed performance. I don't think, did England, they must have lost, I assume. I don't think they drew. If only you'd done that in pre-production, we could have tried to get Tudes on the phone, Baron, but there's no point telling saying it now. Well, we could still do it now, couldn't we? Well, I can't get you on the, I can't actually get you to stay on the end of the phone, <laughs> so let alone Judah. But, um, but he bowled brilliantly on debut, and England just need to take, I also remember, was it, oh, three tours, 2002-3, I remember seeing poor old Rob Key hopping around, getting a right off. I mean, that I mean that was look away now stuff. I don't think Perth's anything like as quick as it has been in the past. It's likely to be the last game they're ever going to play there mm. uh, of this calibre. England did some, some stuff right, you know, both with bat and ball in the last couple of test matches. But, you know, to win... In Australia, you've got to play out of your skins, and and the big guns have to stand up. There's no worry, no point worrying about some of the new guys that are coming to the side. You know, anything from them will be a bonus. But you know, the big Alistair Cook could use a score here. The captain could use a score, to say the least. And um, and and uh, they, you know, they need to start putting the ball in the right places in both innings. Well, you mentioned Alistair Cook. That this will be his 150th Test match. Remarkable, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. so a Cook yeah. double hundred would be a nice way, a nice way to mark that, wouldn't it? Why not? A bit of pace and bounce potentially. He'll love it. I mean, uh, he's been an amazing servant, Cook. And, and again, I think you only have to look at how hard it is for life in modern cricket for the left-hander, and to see how well Cook has done at the top of the order against the new ball, against some fairly serviceable attacks. And the runs he scored is an incredible effort, but it's it's tough these days for these left-handers, and and life you feel will will continue to be very very hard for them. Yeah, and I think it, the, the the change that Australia brought into the squad, Mitchell Marsh. There's talk he might even come into the the team to replace Hanscom. Um, from an England point of view, are there? There are changes for you. I've written down my England team for this yeah. test match, Baron, and 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 here I'll just read it out for everybody. I've done it every test so far, and it's never been this. But here we go. I, I'm I I'm sorry, and I'm dropping James Vince, and I know that's harsh of me, but I am dropping J, James Vince, and I'll, I'll tell you twofold why. Um, my my eleven is this: Stoneman, Cook, Bearstow at three, Root, Milan, Moen, Ali. Ben Folks with the gloves, Chris Wokes, Overton, Anderson, 
and broad. Two, twofold, I, I think for James Vince, on a bouncy track at the Wacker, there is a very good chance he would nick off. And also, I want Bearstow batting at three. And everybody knows about my thoughts on folks. And the other thing, I, the, 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 I don't know what you think on this, Baron, um, but I keep hearing about Moen's finger. I keep hearing about Moen, you know, all right, it's a loss. I get that. But just stick to your strengths. And, and, and you know, actually Wokes over to Anderson Broad with a bit of Root and Milan might work as long as you score enough runs. But the key thing is you've got to score enough runs. So I wouldn't get, I, I, I keep reading all this stuff about, oh, Moen can't bowl and does Mason Crane play? And Well, if, they, if, 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 if you're not going to play Moen as a spinner, you can play him as a batsman, then just go with your strengths. Go to play, play, and I know everyone's banging on about pace and everything, but just, just play Wokes over to Anderson and Broad with some backup spin if you need it. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the team that you're alluding to, there's been a, a number of things said by people who know far more about cricket than, than I do. Uh, about Fundamentally, the, the majority of what people are saying is Bearstow has to bat higher up the order. How, how that's engineered is all, you know, if, if that means swapping a player around, bringing another player in to take the gloves, it's all really about bumping him up the order. I mean, ideal scenario, you get, you get Bearstow batting up the order anyway, but People feel that for that to be facilitated would include would in, would, would involve the inclusion of folks. I think folks would be would be the next the next cab off the rank. I would assume with the bat on the right hander, hand. Baron. Right hander as well. Right, critically right handed. I mean, interestingly, I was you know Milan actually. I think he's growing in stature in this tour, and although he hasn't quite got the runs to back it up, he's been batting in some really hazardous situations. You know, on that fourth evening. That innings was, was fantastic. It was only 20 odd, but they were really tough conditions. And he nearly got through to the close. He didn't quite, of course, but it was a, a terrific effort. I think it'd be very harsh on him to be dropped. But I mean, that, that would be potentially the other, the other, the other scenario. But I think, <clears throat> I think maybe, maybe folks Vince is, is not a bad shout. Whether the selectors go down that route, time will tell. I mean, the the other thing is is whether. Wood might be a consideration. Nah, he's yeah, not, he's not ready. He's not ready. He was never going to be ready. He was never going to be ready. And over, and it would be very hard on Overton. Well, the other name I'll th- the other name I'll throw into the ring for you, and he always you pop him up a level, and he he he, he never really he won't die wondering. And we oh, saw Curran. that is Tom Curran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean he got runs and wickets in this last game, and is a. A very, very useful cricketer. Every step that he's taken along his his career so far has been an upward step, um, and he's he's a he's a good cricketer. I mean, I think I, on the basis that Overton did nothing wrong in the in the previous test, I think that would be an unlikely change that would be made. But if injury was to come along, I think I think um, Tom Curran's put himself right in the frame. Um, but it's uh, but, but whatever happens, Bearstone needs to be batting in the top five. And if I'm really honest, Root needs to be batting one place higher. That that is the only way that England have got a chance here. Because the problem by the time Bearstone comes in at five, it's five five down, all out, isn't it? With England, really, by the time you get past Bearstone, he's batting with a tail. And for for a man of that talent who's been in what looks like good form, he's got got himself out on almost every occasion. And uh, we've talked about the the quicks for Australia, and they've been very good so far. Um, 
in, I mean, they're, they're right up there. Aren't yeah. they? I think this 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 group of players. I mean, there's been some very serviceable attacks in the past, and maybe they're flattered by the fact that England are so poor in these conditions. But Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, they're a serious, serious attack. And then you throw Nathan Lyon into the mix as well, who's oh, bowling beautifully, and that's a good attack, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he's considered the, the best ever off spinner that Australia have ever produced. He, he's the leading wicket taker in the world this year. I think Tim's. I think Tim's a hero. Would want to have a word with you about that, Baron? <laughs> yeah, beating. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. And um, Bennett in the in the eighty um, five series was it? Wasn't he an off spinner from memory? Um, uh, no, he was. A, he was the. He was the reserve wicket keeper. Was he? Yeah. I'm sure there was. Oh no, anyway. <laughs> um, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Nathan Lyon is a serious cricketer, and he's talked the talk. But boys, he come up with some performances to back up all the statements he's made through the course. Of the, I mean, he's he's clearly Australia's most valuable player, and has got our left-handers on toast twice. If you were if if, if 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 Nathan Lyon, you were you were putting him on stage of an evening, Baron, as is your other life, of course. How would you be? How would you be sort of publicising the act that is Nathan Lyon now? How would I be, uh, what, to, to make it, uh, well, it's box, box office, pure and simple. Lead, leading leading wicket taker in the, in, 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 in the world in 2017. I mean, that's all you need to put, you know, below the headlines, really, do you? I mean, very impressive cricketer and fantastic fields. You know, he's got some, you know, valuable contributions with the bat down the order as well. Um, and he's, and he, and to be honest, England can cope just about with. They can, um, no, they can't cope confidently with the pace attack, but they can cope in in stages with the pace attack. But at never at any point when Lyon's been involved, they either don't score any runs against him, or he rattles through those left-handers like a knife through butter. Great article from Kumasangakara on Wisdom.com uh, this week as well about how he'd be playing Nathan Lyon. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. If you if you want to have a read of that as well, it's very good. I think what what England probably need to do is a Chris Tavare esque innings. Oh, you know, what's happening there now? Uh, I'm not sure. You yeah. It sounded very exciting there for a minute. Uh, Chris Tavare esque. Eight hours to make eighty nine in Perth, Baron. Eight hours to make eighty nine. Perfect. I mean, if if England were to, uh, for whatever reason, were to wriggle out of, if they were to wriggle out of this game with a draw, it would feel like a victory. It really would. If they were to get anything out of this game, a defeat. To be honest, looking at five nil, and to be honest, you know, the all the the problem that England have is because of their performances on the field. It, just the, their performances off the field are being highlighted. The easiest way to start talking, talking about cricket again is if they actually could knit some performances together. And then they're, they're, you know, they're, they're not a good side. They haven't played a good cricket for a long period of time. But they have got some talented players and they need to stand up. They do indeed. Now, if just, just I'm just going to take a quick step aside, if everyone will forgive me. Uh, Tim Lindley, Johnny Barron, sum up Tim yeah. Lindley for me, please. Former Surrey bowler. Oh, a very dependable player. Um, a wonderful cricketer. And... Uh, he just had that sort of. He used to bowl a nagging metronomic length, didn't he? And and with especially when he had the tie flex in his hand in that uh, Division Two campaign when sorry when I what did he get seventy odd wickets in the season? Mm. Wonderful and also a lovely individual, but a, a very 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 good cricketer. So the reason I'm mentioning the great Lindley is 
he is opening his own coffee shop in Leeds, Johnny Barron. His own coffee shop is going to be yes. called the Optimist Coffee Shop. And he's crowdfunding. Now, he's crowdfunding to get the coffee machine that will sort of make the coffees, I think. And he, he set up a crowdfunding page. And there is a terrific video on there. Lots of people that Tim knows with their inspirational stories. So I, I, it's a shameless plug here for Tim Lindley. But do you know what? I don't care because he's a very, very good man. Exactly. So it's um, crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash the optimist coffee shop. Um, and uh, just go and have a look at the video as much as anything. It's absolutely brilliant. But yeah, good luck with that, Linners. And um, well, when, when opened, Baron, maybe if, you know, we haven't been taken off air by then, we could even get a podcast from, from the optimist coffee shop. I don't know what you think. Yeah, well, I know the location well. I, I used to live about two streets away from the site in Hyde Park in, in Leeds in my university years. It's a packing part of the city, very vibrant, full of students, of course. Um, and uh, I'm sure he'll do very, very well. Lovely, lovely part of town. Now, Perth, Baron, come on then, let's let's get down to the, let's get down yeah. to it. Uh, can, can England win? Can England draw? Can England get out of Perth with something? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... You know, Australia are beatable. They, you know, the last time Australia batted, they were rolled over for 138 by England. Admittedly, you know, in four, four of those were in favourable conditions, but the other six were, were produced in sort of, you know, normal batting conditions in, in daylight hours. They are vulnerable. Um, what England have to do is they have to start strongly, whether it's with board or bat. Winning the toss would be handy, without a shadow of doubt. Get some runs on the board, put Australia under pressure. At no real point in this in this series so far, England really put Australia under any discernible pressure for a period of time. If they do, they've got a, they've got a chance of getting out of this game with something. But they've got to get first innings runs, or you know, start to achieve achieve things with the ball. I mean, Anderson and Broad have been unbelievable in this series so far a lot of criticism you know about the way they bowled in the first innings um in the last test but the ball didn't really get off the straight did it, it didn't swing and that, and that and that does leave you a little bit impotent in those conditions but those two are amazing if if overs can back up with another solid performance wokes is very capable and had an excellent second innings you know the bowling attack is starting to come in some kind of form based on that last last attack and and there were moments with the bat and they've got to string it together you know that that batting attack is sorry that batting lineup of Australia. I think is very very vulnerable, and they just need to try and unpick the lock on a on a regular occasion if they can. Now, excellent from you, Baron. Uh, is it true, Baron, as well? Just just a quick yeah. aside again. You, with your swimming pool on the estate, as it's iced <laughs> over now, that the, 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 there is there is talk yes. of obviously it would have been Monty, but we discussed that last week. Now replaced by Lamar, uh, that dancing on ice is taking place on your swimming pool. Uh, I can't confirm that, Churchy. First thing, I'd like to just you know, it's certainly not an estate. It, it is uh, it, it is a. A little place in Hampshire, agreed. You know, so <laughs> maybe it calls itself a farm, maybe, but it's a very small one. <laughs> but anyway, uh, ridiculous. Um, but 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 it has got a swimming pool. It has got a swimming pool. Yeah, a little ten meter. Yeah. Uh, not not in great nick at the moment. Well, our dear friend up north, Mr. Martin Emerson, uh, with a quick question: How how do you turn a cricket ball on snow? He wonders. Yeah, uh, very, very. Uh, I'm not sure. Didn't didn't he also talk about five star on ice, Martin? Yeah, five star. Now now the pool's frozen over. Five star on ice, Baron. That'd be yeah, quite good. I've got a little five star story. Yeah, they excellent. used to they used to live in a house in East Horsley, in Surrey. 
there you go. It's oh, not a great oh, story, is it? It's not. I'm not deeply fascinated. Basically, you that 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 story is where Five Star used to live. That that which is not that exciting. I wouldn't be using that one for one of your after dinner speeches that you do, and usually well, and usually get booed off stage, don't you? Yes. And and Sophie as well. Sophie with a question for the Boxing Day test, saying. Well, it sounds to me like she's going because Sophie said, do I go straight to my seat or to the bar? Whoa, what a question that is. If you're there, Sophie, have a wonderful time. MCG, never done the MCG. Um, but I think, I think you've got time to get to your seat before going. And there's plenty of bars available. Um, and of course, uh, as we always, I mean, MCG will be looking to break their biggest ever attendance. And it'll never happen, of course, but... Um, There'll be what in, in excess of ninety thousand, being an incredible experience. Right. Uh, so your job after this, Baron, is to. I know you've uh, emailed SoundCloud support. Uh, so I need you to get back in touch with them uh, yes. because you had one job. Just explain. Just explain to us what you're looking at at the moment again. I am looking out at the beautiful Old Thorns Country Club. Uh, in front of me is the driving range, and to the left side, which is a bit of an ongoing thing here, all part of progress, of course, is basically a building site, uh, which this hotel has been since I can ever remember. But they may get it finished one day. Excellent. And how are you uh, going to be partaking of the Perth test? Obviously, we know you've changed your utility supplier, so you can uh, have a watch. Actually, good question, Churchy. When does it start? Friday? Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Um, I'll certainly be touching in. Um, it, it depends how England perform. I think with the, with the last Test match, because England came back in the game, I found myself sort of getting more and more involved. I think it, it'll all, de- all be dependent on how England gets on. But I'll certainly be watching, uh, watching and listening that first evening. When yeah, I, 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 I'm personally, again, looking forward to being under the duvet with nice. Messrs. Man, North, Norcross, I was about to say North East then, uh, North, Norcross, Jeffrey, of course, there as well. They're doing a brilliant job out there, toughers, and very much looking forward to having a good old listen during the night under the duvet again, and, well, hoping that, uh, that they might be, in Australian terminology, calling um, a uh, an England victory, but we'll have to wait to see. So, so that's us for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for all your correspondence again. Um, uh, we even had a letter this week, but the less said about that, the better. Um, do keep everything coming to us because we are planning, aren't we, Baron, a Christmas special for next week ahead of the MCG. Absolutely, a Christmas special. We'll look forward to doing that, and, uh, and I'm sure we'll be doing one before the. Um uh the final test at sydney of course we i'll will. be but uh, i'll be doing it yes that'd be great yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah and and um we would i think again it will be satellite link up for for next week's won't it because i'm Perfect. not quite sure yeah. how it would go down at home us meeting at a service station to, on christmas eve <laughs> yes exactly i think uh i think satellite link up would be ideal churchy well, thank you, Baron. Thank you to everybody there as well um, at the Country Club. Hope they all have a lovely Christmas lunch, as it sounds like it's it's getting lively there at the moment. But that's it from me and Johnny Baron this week. Don't forget next week's phone-in topic, and, and we need you. We need your thoughts on this one. Phone-in topic next week is 
would I improve my relationship if I were to bat right-handed? But the clinic doors are closed once again from myself and from Johnny Barron. It's a, a well, a very, very goodbye. Yes, a very goodbye. And um, yes, good luck to England in Perth. <laughs>